0: All right, a happy Halloween as we were tricked as Giant fans up in Seattle for both predicting a win on one giant step, but you get the treat, and the treat is Paul DeTino and myself, Sean Morash, here on one giant step. Paul, hello, you're already loving my puns today. Ah, Sean,
1: uh, what could be sweeter than some of those things to start the morning? Uh, Good morning to you, and hey, 6-2 and at the bye, let's hash it out.
0: Yeah. So let's hash it out. Um, I, th- I think it's you very level-headed as am I. Okay. The great scheme of things is the Giants have hit the bye week at six and two. It feels slightly disappointing, but probably a little greedy that we thought they would be seven and one, especially when you consider feels like that's a team where preseason you thought the Giants should win that game. But you know what? They also beat the Ravens and Packers games that you would have thought they would have lost Titans as well. You could throw in there. As far as the Seattle game goes, and we're coming off of Sunday's game. Okay, there's different ways to break this down, and away we go. Number one, Paul, I don't know where your biggest issue and blame game is going to fall. Mine's not going to come really on player-wise, so to speak. I mean, Richie James for sure, but I know that they are very short at wide receiver. I know that with that crowd in Seattle having two new starters on the offensive line off injuries, I understand all of that. And I understand that they might be a little gassed and Saquon running down. To me, though, that was way too a conservative too much of a conservative game plan yesterday, including, by the way, the end of the first half where you had more than enough time with a good field goal kicker and Graham Gano to try to make something happen. And the Giants just really fell back. And if you're going to play that conservative ball, well, boom, those two fumbles that happened with Richie James, you're going to take away two precious possessions from the Giants. It's going to come back to haunt you.
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not really that upset about it, and I'll tell you why. The Giants have had four come from behind victories in the fourth quarter this season. And despite everything, because this was by far their worst overall performance of the year, They've got this game at 13-13 early in the fourth quarter, which quite frankly is exactly where they want it to be. That's been the Giants' game plan. That's been their M.O. 13-13 early fourth quarter. They're a fourth quarter team. They have been conservative. They have been pounding the rock, and eventually the rock crumbles. The running game gets going, and the team eventually pulls it out. That's the way the script has been written. So if they've gotten to six and one using that script, I can't criticize them when they lose a game
0: in Seattle on Sunday when they basically kind of followed the same M.O. So I do understand that point of view. And by the way, at 1313, I was like you yesterday. I said, you know what? Giants muck it up. This is how they've come back and won all of these games. But I think what we were hit with was a reminder yesterday. Yes, this is still a process. Yes, talent-wise, the Giants still have a long way to go. But when you play games to this way, and the Giants have won, obviously you said plenty of them. Well, when Richie James pops the ball out there in the fourth quarter with six minutes left it's going to demoralize you because you're playing for the razor thin margin and you can't afford those turnovers special teams Paul. We've been in the special teams podcast. Uh, and I don't know what the right play there is on the second one from Richie James after he's already fumbled one time. I mean, they handed literally handed the Seahawks 17 points by having those two fumbles, and that's the difference of the football game. I don't know whether the play is to tell Richie James to fair catch it, but this to me will always be remembered as the Richie James game for me. And if it conservatives your approach and it's worked for them before, well, damn, you're going to get burned if if you just you know razor thin turn the ball over like that. And I, you almost could live with Daniel Jones or Saquon or somebody fumbling. You can't have Richie James fumbling punts, and that's why you're losing the margin. And that's
1: why Bill Parcells used to tell Phil McConkey, I don't care what you do in return yardage, just get me the ball. Get it into Phil's hands and we'll worry about the rest. Um, Richie James now has had a couple of games in a row where he's had trouble holding on to the football. Becoming a problem. And, And I will tell you, the second one in particular was a hell of a play by the Seahawks special teams punching it out. But it's inexcusable. And we have discussed this. In fact, on, on the MSG show last week, I had actually said going into this game, Richie James is going to need to play better and step up and give the Giants offense a little bit better field position than what he's been doing because since the opening game, I think he had averaged something like two yards per punt return. Right. And, and you know, again, do you want to go with the Makaki philosophy of just catch the ball? Or do you need this offense to get a little bit of a jump start? Um, I don't know. Should he have fair catch the ball? I I guess that's, that's always going to
0: be a hindsight well, giving you the correct answer. But I, I would not have you said this, that. Sean, I was going to say, I would well, not have said that on the first one. But once he's fumbled once and you're kind of on shaky ground, I think if you're Dable and the coaching staff, I think that's just a spot on the second one. You know what? Hey, play it safe here. Catch the football. We've already risked it once here today.
1: I wouldn't have had a problem if they did it. But I will also tell you, at the time it happened, I also didn't think it was necessary. So I won't, I won't, I won't go back and revisit. Other than to say, at the time, I didn't think it was an issue. Uh, you could, quite honestly, if you're Dable, one of the things you could have done because they do have other guys like Donnie Holmes, for example, take punts during practice. Even Slayton does it, right? Uh, they have other guys, and maybe if they didn't feel comfortable with Richie in that in that point of the game, they always could have could have just changed it out. But whatever happened happened, and those two fumbles cost them a field goal and a touchdown. Not yeah. to mention momentum. And let's face it at that at that stage of the game, I got a an old basketball coach I do basketball games with. He always says, "It's not how many you make; it's when you make them."
0: Yeah, brutal. And that mistake could not have come at a worse time. It felt so deflating in real time, especially when you feel like maybe the Giants are getting a break when Lockett had dropped the other pass. Uh, It just, again, look, something like this was bound to happen. I mean, every great team, good team that has all this luck at some point, you know, things don't go your way, and that's exactly what unfolded on Sunday. But I thought for the most part, Paul – offensively, if we go back to the way the offense operated to have the three, three and outs to start the game, something that this giant team had not done uh, and had not done as a franchise in quite some time, not that they had hadn't been a second half team because their offense has always been a second half team, but that was a particularly way too slow way to start a game. And this just comes back to this. I mean, at some point the damn breaks on injuries, right? Saquon Barkley, you can't expect them to always do everything. You're looking around Marcus Johnson still leading his team and snaps at wide receiver, but ultimately now you're down two starters on the offensive line, although Nick Gates, the five snaps he played, seem to be clearing people out of the way. You got to wonder if he's close to finding his way into the starting lineup, but between those guys, they missed Daniel Bellinger greatly, both on the blocking and the receiving end. I mean, the bye week couldn't come in a, a, at a better time, but not all of these guys are clearly coming back here uh, for those next two games versus the Texans or Lions. Paul, I, I think offensive injuries have really caught up with this team.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And I also think the mental, emotional fatigue, the grind of constantly winning games in the last few minutes, week yeah. after week after week after week, having the London trip just a few weeks ago, then having to do this trip, the two toughest trips in the National Football League logistically on your body. Uh, I I, I asked Saquon Barkley in the locker room after the game, were well, you guys gassed? It was 13-13, fourth quarter. Did you just run out of gas?" And he said no. I mean, that's Barkley's a stand-up guy. He's going to say no. But I thought they looked gassed. I did. Now, yeah. it's interesting. You 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 wanted them to be a little more aggressive on the game planning, but they only ran the ball twice in the first quarter, and they had three three-and-outs. And, outs. and if, if we really want to complain, my complaint was they were throwing the ball too much.